illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down and eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right half from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right half. Simon's in the handoff, can cuts to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me from an emptied out chemical ordnance bunker in Umatilla County, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How you doing, Beach? Billy, I'm excited to be here tonight. My nipples are so hard they're cutting through my uh, t-shirt. <laughs> Is it? You think it could be the uh, leftover uh, mustard gas out there in those igloos in uh, Umatilla County? It very well could be. It very well could be. <laughs> right on. So. All right on. How goes it? You know, it, it's going okay. It's a rough weekend. You know, I did not watch any football this that weekend. Is a, that should be a crime. I know. Well, you know, it's tough. You know, living out here, we're moving from, from place to place out in this Umatilla bunker. I don't have mm-hmm. cable. So you can always tough. watch on your phone. Yeah, I watch don't. ESPN I need your app. Do I need to have, like, Comcast yeah. or anything to have that? I don't have oh, Comcast. poor bastard. Yeah, you need to give me your password right. or something. Okay. Text right. that to well, me. Well, the purpose for illegal okay. participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others. And just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw around along the way. Tonight, Beach. On show number 51, we're going to have a little listener feedback. We're going to talk a little Beaver Sports News. I think you've got a little update from Eugene prepared. Uh, just a little one today, right on. yeah. Um, we're going to go under further review for week 7 in the Pac-12. We're going to have a Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award that's probably going to piss you off. We're going to preview the upcoming week 8 games in the Pac-12 and Beach, it is game week for the Oregon State Beeves. They have Utah on a on Thursday, a night, Thursday game. night game. So we are going to preview the Heinrich Tailgater for Thursday night. And okay. then I think we're going to finish it up. Do you have a Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors for us tonight? I do. I had 
to find this one really quickly, but uh, okay, I got cool. One. And this one is intriguing. Good. Ooh, cut me well, off. We're we're lagging there, Beach. Oh, are we yeah. lagging? All right, Beach. Okay. Just want to remind everybody: uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can at five four one two zero seven three five eight six. Email us heinrichtailgater at gmail You can also find me on Twitter at at heinrichtailgater. Also check out search for Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. All right, Beach. Okay, we have a little bit of lag here, but one of the things that we never finished last yes. week is we promised the audience, I think, in episode 49 yes. yeah. regarding what Phil Knight was going to call Nike shoes. Oh, yes. And we never answered that one. And my friend Catherine reminded me of that. And so did we ever get any feedback on that? Did anybody ever guess? No, nobody ever guessed. Okay, so the uh, answer to that, Phil Knight's idea to uh, call Nike shoes when they were coming up with names for it, his idea was Dimension 6. Dimension 6. Dimension 6 shoes. Where'd he get that from? I have no idea. That was just his idea. They came up with a lot of bad ideas that night, I guess. None None of them really liked Nike either, but they ended up, that was the best of the worst. Hmm, which is funny. Mm hmm. No, yeah, I think cool. They, they also weren't really big fans of the swoosh, but they ended up accepting it. Which is funny now, considering what the swoosh means. Oh, totally. Yeah. So anyway, so there you go. Dimension six shoes. Oh, cool. Thanks, Beach. I, yeah, I you know I, I, about I thought one, about so. it last week after we got done recording, but I just let it go. Yeah. All right. So. All right, Beach. You ready to well, move? Well, I'm a little, dis- I'm a little disappointed that none of our audience bothered to even send in a message. Well, then they get no sticker. No sticker for you. Yeah, so sad. So sad. Okay. All right. I'd be ready to go to a little listener feedback. Sure. So uh, Kyle texted us. We had feedback. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Kyle texted us, and uh, his his text said, To answer you and Beej, Sundance is not in Colorado. It is right here in Utah. Most of the activities are in Park City. So do you remember we asked about uh, was Sundance in Colorado last week because of the mural with Robert Redford on it at the sink in Boulder? And... As you can tell, we were having a little issue with our Skype connection, and this is where things cut out. So I'm just going to read the Pac-12 and Beaver News right now, and you're not going to get any Beej's witty banter. So first up is women's volleyball, which is usually Beej's favorite sport. Now, the Oregon State volleyball team battled the number three Washington Huskies Friday evening at Gill Coliseum, going four sets, but eventually losing. Now, five hitters finished with double-digit kills as the Oregon State volleyball team defeated the Washington State Cougars Saturday night at Gill Coliseum. So they lost to the Huskies on Friday, but beat Washington State on Saturday. The Beavs are now 13-4 overall, 3-3 in the Pac-12, and take on number 17 UCLA on Friday and number 20 USC on Sunday down in L.A. this weekend. And like we said last year, it's good to win all your games, as many games as you can at a conference, and then if you can go 500 in Pac-12 play, you will get a playoff spot. So that's what they're looking like right now. Now on to women's soccer, which also is Beach's favorite sport. The Beach created a number of solid scoring opportunities, and freshman goalkeeper Bella Geist played a strong match, but the Oregon State women's soccer team fell to Colorado one to nothing on Friday afternoon. Then, on Sunday afternoon, they fell to Utah 2 to nothing. The ladies are now 0-10-2 and take on Washington next Monday. The women's soccer team is very young, and they're having a hard go of it. But, on the flip side, with men's soccer, 
Freshman Jordan Jones found the net on a header in the 73rd minute as the number 23 Oregon State's men's soccer team battled number one ranked Washington to a 1-1 tie at Paul Lorenz Field on Sunday afternoon. Now as a team, the Beavs outshot the Huskies 22-16 in the match. So that's great. Uh, they took the number one team right down to the wire. Now the Beavs are 8-3-1 overall and take on San Diego State on the road this coming Thursday. Uh, not a lot of other Beaver news at this point, so we're going to continue on with our regularly scheduled programming, and I think there might be some news coming in. Hold on just a second. Beach, is that the teletype right here behind you? Billy, it is. It's like, it's like, hold on. Billy, this just in. The U of O Student Council unanimously passed Measure 420, which urges all students to vote for Measure 91, the legalized marijuana initiative. While it's mostly a symbolic vote, the Student Council made a promise to provide free lighters and Doritos uh, at the post-election party. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, and Billy, on a side note yeah. here, I don't know if you've been hearing about this at all, but uh, ha speaking of grass, have you heard about the current problem going on with uh, artificial grass? No, I haven't. Um, yeah, I've been reading it. It's funny. I saw this earlier this week, and I thought it'd be kind of interesting to bring up to our people out there that listen, you know, all like three of them, you know, Ginger, Catherine, uh, who else do we have? Oh, Doug. Kyle. So, <laughs> Doug. All right. But anyway, this was interesting. So... This was on NBC News um, by Monica Alba here. It says voters will have the final say in two long-running battles over artificial turf playing fields next month when they consider ballot measures in San Francisco and the Leaf Borough of Glen Rock in New Jersey. And I mean, this is weird. So it says concern. I mean, because we all. I mean, how many how many fields in the Pac-12 are artificial turf? Um. Are you yeah, there, Billy? Everything. Well, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Cal. I think Utah and Colorado. I think those are the, all those. And this is where we have another issue with our Skype connection. Um, sorry about the quality of the show. Guys, this really sucks. But um, Brian had to work. Monday night, so we tried to record on Sunday, and maybe that's what messed up our mojo. But anyways, the end of his story here for the update from Eugene was actually really interesting about a uh, condition that these different municipalities are going to vote on about outlawing synthetic turf because of the rubber crumbs that are used as the base of it. Um, they think it might be causing lymphoma and other things. Now, there's no studies that actually scientifically tie any kind of cancer or lymphoma to any of these things, but of course people are going to believe what they want to believe and so they're actually working on voting on this. Um, one of the things that Beach brought up was that Cal Berkeley actually did a study on it and couldn't find any connection between any type of cancer and playing on synthetic fields. Um, and there's a, a big bunch of athletic fields that they want to make um, all weather 
out at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, and so obviously it's affecting that a lot. But anyways, I'm going to say sorry about this, but right now we're going to go under for the review for week number seven in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown! Now again, you're going to have to excuse the audio quality on this, and you're going to miss out on a few minutes of Weege's, or excuse me, Beej's witty banner here. But uh, we're going to start with the first games that were on Friday, October 10th. Um, the first game up was Washington State at Stanford. Now, I'll have to say that Kyle had a crappy week. I had a fairly crappy week, and Beach did relatively well. So uh, the first game up was Washington State at Stanford. Now, Beach and I both took Wazoo, or excuse me, took Stanford. Kyle took Wazoo. Now, Kevin Hogan threw for 284 yards and three TDs, and number 25 Stanford slowed down Connor Halliday and the air raid offense in a 34-17 victory over Washington State on Friday night. Now, Stanford held Halliday, who last week passed for NCAA record 743 yards to 49 for 69 passing for only 292 yards, two TDs, mostly on short and intermediate passes. Now, the Cardinal also forced one interception and had four sacks. So, Beach and I got points on that one, none for Kyle. Now, next up were the games on Saturday, October 11th. First up was Oregon at UCLA. And all three of us across the board took the Bruins. Well, Marcus Mario Ka ran for two TDs and passed for 210 yards and two more scores as number 12 Oregon rebounded from its first defeat with a 42-30 victory over number 18 UCLA. They, Oregon really looked to get back on their feet and uh, get back to their winning ways. Um, but we'll, we'll see how the rest of the uh, season plays out. Now, one thing I'll have to say for Oregon, they did get Fisher, their left offensive tackle back, which really helped Marriott out in the passing area. It gave him a lot more backside protection. Um, and now we'll return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. All right, Beach. So next up was Washington at Cal. Who'd you have? Uh, I picked you a dub on this one, Billy. That was a good pick, Beach. Kyle and I both picked Cal, and UW quarterback Siler Miles threw for 273 yards and three TDs, and Shaq Thompson returned a fumble 100 yards for a score as Washington overwhelmed Cal 31-7 on Saturday. Now, the Huskies forced five fumbles, recovering three of them, and sacked Jared Goff four times to quiet the country's second-highest-scoring offense. Nice. Yeah. So pretty much stomped them. So you got to win there. And the last game, Beach, was USC at Arizona. Who'd you have? I picked the men of Troy on this one, Billy. So USC running back Javorius Allen ran for 205 yards and three touchdowns, and USC escaped with a 28-26 victory over number 10 Arizona on Saturday night when Arizona kicker Casey Scourin pushed a last-second 36-yard field goal wide right. Sucks yeah, to be them. And, I mean, they had it set up right down the middle, and he kicked the field goal the first time, but uh, USC head coach Steve Sarkeesian called a timeout to ice him. They lined up, snapped it again, and he pushed it wide right. So... Yeah. Wow. So, Beej, this week you were three of four. I didn't do so hot. I was one of four. 
But I did better than Kyle, who was 0 of 4. So, Beach, after week 7, halfway through the season, Kyle is in the lead at 33 out of 51. I am tied with him with 33 out of 51. And you are also tied with him with 33 out of 51. <laughs> so it's all nice. Tied up right along the board. So, yep, all at 33 out of 51. Wow. So, we'll have to see. It's going to be a battle royal from here on out. Yeah, we'll see. And injuries are going to play a oh, factor, totally. too. Stop up here. All right, Beach. So, uh, let's talk about the Pac 12 in the polls right now. So, in the AP poll, Beach, uh, Oregon is at number nine. Arizona okay. is coming in at number 16 after their loss. Arizona State is in at number 17. Utah jumps in at number 20. Stanford's in at number 23. And UCLA and Washington are in the others receiving votes category. Now, Beach also uh, moving into the USA Today top 25 is number Oregon at number 9. Washington falling to number 17. Arizona at number 18, Stanford at number 20, Utah jumping in at number 23, USC rounding out the top 25 at 25, and UCLA, Washington, and Oregon State in the others receiving votes category. We got yep, votes. We got 10 votes. That's yep. awesome. So, anyways, so uh, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of movement here because all these teams are going to start playing each other now. So we'll see how things shake on from here on out sweet all right beach it is time for your favorite segment of the show it is time for the tommy tuberville what's he think i look like a jackass you sure do (laughs) jackass of the week award every week we like to discuss a person in college football who truly exemplifies the worst in sportsmanship leadership or just being a fan and beach this week we have a different kind of jackass that really needs its own introduction this 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 jackass isn't really a person but more a concept really this week's jackass is political correctness wow okay okay so beach kyle i hate you kyle kyle forwarded me a a uh article out of the local Salt Lake City Tribune paper that he gets down there. And okay. it had to do with the fight song for Utah. Now, the fight song down there is, was, called Utah Man. Now, I don't know how the song goes, but last summer they had a push to rewrite the fight song. To make okay. it more politically correct. So the original version of the song contained lyrics that were, uh, some of the lyrics were, quote, our co-eds are the fairest, and also, no other gang of college men. So obviously somebody was offended by this, so they rewrote the college fight song that had been around since 1904, so 110 years, rewrote it Mm -hmm. to cleanse it of those sullied words. And make it more politically correct. And some of the people, when they, because they play it during a certain part of the game there at uh, Rice Eccles Field for Utah games, 
And some of the people sing it as Utah man. Some of the people sing it as Utah fan. Okay. And uh, they don't, this year, for some amazing reason, they said there's not room to put the lyrics on the Jumbotron. They said they've got too much advertising, don't have room for the lyrics, so they're not putting it up there. I think it's their way of not trying to... Not picking a side. Now, Beach, this reminds me of Oregon State's own issue with their fight song. Mm-hmm. Now, Oregon State's fight song goes back, don't believe to 1904, but it goes back quite a ways. And a number of years ago, they decided to change the fight song. Uh, they had lyrics in the original fight song beads that were, Will Root for Every Man. And now mm-hmm. they've changed that to will root throughout the land, trying to make it, quote unquote, gender neutral. And then the one that mm-hmm. really pisses me off is the lyric that goes, men of iron, their strength will never yield. And they changed that to those of iron, their strength will never yield. Now, Beej, I think it's pretty obvious my feeling on this. I'm really tired of this political correctness crap i'm tired of them trying to sanitize everything trying to make stuff gender neutral who the hell really cares if that's something that really bugs you you need to go out and look you at know, your billy life. I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt okay i'm gonna interrupt here for a second okay so I was I was looking at the news yet a couple okay. days ago. Have you heard of the purple? Have you heard of the purple penguins? The purple penguins, no. Yeah, okay, so I'm trying to find where this is. Isn't at. that the team from an old Nick, Nickelodeon no. game show with little kids? They're the purple penguins and the blue monkeys and the. It very well <laughs> could be, but but let, let let me tell you here. So. In Lincoln, Nebraska, they have decided that they don't want to use phrases such as boys and girls, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, and similarly similarly gendered expressions to kids to get their attention. They've decided that that is wrong. So they will no longer be calling their children there boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, or anything that denotes the junk between their legs or lack thereof. They will be all now referred to as purple penguins. Did you get that? Serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. (laughs) Oh God! How stupid are these people? We are going to raise a bunch of freaking morons in this country. They're not, you know, no wonder why. I mean, and again, nothing against homosexuality, but if we don't start defining what the hell gender is in this, I mean, you wouldn't think you'd have to define what gender is. But we're going to raise kids, and they're not going to know what the hell's between anybody's legs. I just, I, I just don't understand that. It's a I, well, you know, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't. What's, what's wrong with boys and girls? What's wrong with ladies and gentlemen? You know, I crack up when I watch C-SPAN and I hear him refer to, I'd like to yield my time to the gentlewoman from such yeah. and such. The gentlewoman? Where in the hell did that term oh, come I know. from? I've heard that before. Freaking morons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm just tired of trying to sanitize everything. What really pisses me off, Beach, is 
you know, with the Oregon State fight song, those lyrics are historical. When they say men of iron, that has to do with the Iron Men. Mm-hmm. That has to do with the Iron Men who played Oregon. But it does. It doesn't matter. They they, they don't care about. They, they don't care about history either. They don't care about any kind of legacy. They don't care about, you know, these people. They stand up and they, they want to defend our artistic freedom and this kind of stuff, but they censor everything. Oh, they totally do. Yeah, no, I completely agree, dude. They too, they, they totally censor everything. Uh, that's what I can't stand. I can't stand it. If, you, if, if, this, if this really pisses you off, you need to go in and and look at yourself, okay? You really need to go examine your life if this is something that really pisses you off that much. Anyways, so for that, all those political correct pussies out there. No, no, we're, we're going to call them purple penguins. Okay, you political correct purple penguins out there, you get this week's... <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. All right, Beach, we're having massive issues, but it is now time for ACDC musical interlude. Okay. And uh, we're up to the year of 1983 when ACDC put out the album Flick of the Switch. Now, this is an album that not a lot of people know. I don't think you know it very well. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, There was a couple of minor hits that came off it. And really, this is an album that ACDC recorded early in 1983 after they got off their last tour, and they were really wanting to get back to a raw, kind of grittier sound. Hmm. So, um, critically, this was a pretty highly acclaimed album. Uh, you know, with hardcore fans, they love it. With casual fans and, and radio play, didn't get a lot of radio at Play Beach. Um, There's a couple songs I thought we could pick up. Uh, one of them was the, the song Bedlam in Belgian. Uh, but mm-hmm. I figured we'd go with the title song, Flick of the Switch. So here okay. we go, Bleach, with Flick of the Switch.
And that was Flick of the Switch, Beach. How'd you like it? That wasn't bad. I liked it. Yeah, I don't say uh, it's not an album you have. I you do have it. You just haven't listened to it. No, I need a I need a I'll I'll play that sucker tomorrow on my way into work. Right on. Cool. Alright, Beach. So now it is time for us to move into our Pack Twelve Week Eight preview. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, Beach. So Kyle, uh, first when this we got going on this, he said, I laid an egg last week, so much for going with my gut. My gut is full of crap. Week eight, at least the beeves didn't loose last week. I don't know if he keeps putting loose on purpose. Loose? Loose. He did it last week, too. But he said, at least the beeves didn't loose last week. Okay, Beach. So here we go. The first game this week will be Thursday, October 16th, Utah at Oregon State. Who do you got, Beach? Billy, I'm picking the beeves on this one. Okay. Going, going outside my norm. Okay. I, too, am picking the beeves. Kyle says, despite problems containing Utah's quarterback, beeves' offense gets TDs. Beeves win. I think the beeves had a shot at this one, Beach. Mm-hmm. I think I think they'll do a better job of containing Wilson or the other quarterback, no matter who starts this week. Better than they did last year. All right, Beach. So for the rest of the week, all the games are on Saturday, October 18th. Okay. So first up, UCLA at Cal. Who do you got? I think UCLA is going to spank Cal like the little bitch boy they are. Okay. Kyle says, Cal has started an end-of-the-season slide. UCLA wins. I, too, am taking UCLA. Cal just does not have any defense, and they're finally playing some teams that have some defenses. Now, now, isn't uh, UCLA considered Cal's little brother? Is that right? Yes. Okay. I think think little brother's going to come up and give big brother a black eye. I think so. All right. Okay, Beads, next up, Colorado at USC. Colorado at USC. It's a tough one, Billy, but I think I'm going to say fight on. USC wins. All right, Beach. Kyle says, USC is rolling. Trojans win. I, too, am taking USC. Colorado's improved. They're just not that good. Yeah. And they got to go play at the Coliseum. Did their coach do anything stupid this last week? No, they didn't play last week, so he didn't okay. have a chance to. He was fined $10,000 for his out- outburst last week, though. Okay. What now? Did he did he have an because he didn't say anything to the press? Was his outburst what he did on the what field or the about field. going after going after the going after the referees as they exited? Yes, what he did on the field and going after the referees. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Beach. Uh, next up, two more games. We have Washington at Oregon. Um, that's 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 a game of the week. You know. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to take Washington on this one. Okay. I, I know that Oregon will probably have their way with them, but, you know, Oregon has beat them too many times in a row, and it's like it's like sitting at the roulette wheel. Black, 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 black. At some point in time, it's got to pop a red. Yeah. I think it's going to hit red this year. All right, Beach. Kyle says, dogs surprise the ducks. Washington. Hmm. So he's going Washington, too. <sighs> Well, Beach, my heart tells me not to pick who I'm going to pick, but this is business. It's not who I want. It's who I think is going to win. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to take the Ducks. Okay. I think they're going to beat them. I don't think Washington's that good. I okay. really don't. All right, Beach. Next up, Stanford at Arizona State. Last game of the week. Who you got? That should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I think I'm going to take Arizona State on that one. Okay. Kyle says Stanford keeps ASU out of the end zone. Stanford wins. So he's taking Stanford. I, too, am going to take Arizona State. I think they've got more offense than Washington State has, and they're going to and better offense, and they can actually run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take Arizona State. Okay. So we'll have a little bit of change up this week, Beach. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, Beach. So there is a game coming up this week. Um, Oregon State is playing Thursday night, is playing Utah, and we will be having a Heinrich tailgater. That's awesome. So now, Beach, I'm hoping you're going to be down here by about 1230. That's my goal. I Hopefully I'll leave work around 11. Okay, we'll get uh, trailered up, head out and over there by 1 o'clock, and we'll start setting up and be ready by 2. Now, I want to go with a real, it's going to be a quick tailgater. Obviously, it's only 2 to 6. So, we're not doing our full setup. We're not going to bring out the generator. Okay. We're not going to bring out the TV. We're bringing out the griddle. So, we can do cheesesteaks. We'll bring out the deep fryer. So, you can deep fry your goodness. And, right now, in my refrigerator, I have a whole plethora of red and orange jello shots. Wow. Okay. Yes. So, the jello maven, my wife, Jess Heinrich, cranked out a bunch of orange and red jello shots for the game because the official snack food of the state of Utah is jello. So what better way to bring a little Utah to the Heinrich Tailgater than with some jello shots? So true, so true. Yeah. So uh, we'll have those out there and um, I'll be cooking up cheesesteaks with whiz and a couple other different kinds of cheeses. You will be deep frying some goodness out there. Mm-hmm. And uh Hopefully everyone will show up and have a good time. It'll be a quick one. It'll be a quick one, but come out and have fun, and uh, we'll start pulling down at 6. Not like last time where I pulled down a half an hour early, thinking the game yes. started at 7 and not 7.30. I thought you were on the crack. I didn't know. I thought the game started at 7. So everyone's like, why are you pulling down so early? I'm like, game starts at 7. So we just got there a little earlier. So anything you want to add about the uh, tailgater beach? I got nothing. I'm just excited for Philly cheesesteaks. I've been telling everybody I know to come. No, it should be a good one. should be a good one. How many sandwiches do you think we'll do? You know, even on a freaking Thursday, I think we're going to go through probably 75 or 80. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was I was thinking 75 to 80 myself, so so I'll get enough buns for that. Okay. All right, Beach. So next up is the final segment of the show, the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Whores. She's just a girl. She's a whore. Okay, Billy. Uh, this one here I found on a uh, on a little article from Real Clear Sports. You know me; I always like to give credit where I get my information. Mm-hmm. So this one here, um, this one's actually remember Rosie. Okay, so this is named the Rosie Ruiz. I mean, we all remember what she did. She kind of just showed up and won, right? Didn't really run the marathon; just kind of came in at the end, right? Are you there? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. So this one here is a gentleman named Sylvester. I think it's Car- Carmochi, Carmoche. Okay. I don't know if it's French or how you pronounce it, but Mr. Sylvester is no household name, but he certainly brought attention to horse racing in the early 1990s. Carmochi, the jockey for a horse named Landing Officer, landed himself in a scandal when he cheated right in front of everyone's eyes. The only problem was that no one could see. 
The fog that engulfed the Downs track in Vint, Louisiana, was so thick the day that the horse that the horses weren't even visible to spectators. Listen to what this guy did to become a cheater and a whore. While the rest of the horses galloped at top speed around the mile-long track, Carmochi and his horse halted and backed up around 200 yards before the finish line. Really? Once the jockey heard the horses coming, he kicked landing officer into a gallop and sent the bending windows into a tizzy. Landing officer was a 23 to 1 underdog. Carmochi, after the race was over, could not believe how well his horse had done. I didn't know the horse was going that fast. I just wanted to get back safely. While backers of the jockey and horse rejoiced, other jockeys were perplexed and agitated. They had not seen Carmoche nor his horse pass them. Video proved to be inconclusive, as only eight of the nine racers were seen for most of the course. However, that proved to be Carmoche's downfall was the post-race inspection. The veterinarian could not detect heavy breathing uh, akin to the other horses. The horse's legs were, to the surprise of all, spotless. No signs of mud or sod that rides up on the horses or jockey were found. Suspicious for a mile-long race in bad weather, ultimately the Louisiana Racing Commission banned Carmoche from horse racing for 10 years for his actions. Wow. Is that not just awesome? Hey. Back up a little bit, horsey. Back up a little bit. Whoa, <laughs> whoa horsey, whoa. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Maybe the next one we should do is uh, is the uh, what was that? The Ohio Oregon Ohio game. What was the what was the the fumble or the onside kick? Oregon was, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Did, did what was it like getting the ball? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it like running the race? I can't believe I was going that fast. <laughs> I didn't realize I was in the lead. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway. Okay, so there you go. Nice, Beach. That's a good one. I've never heard of that one. You've got some good ones you pulled out there. Yeah, I try you know, I try to bring different stuff, you know, not the ones that everybody reads on the on the main, you know, front page. Yeah, that's cool. Alright, good 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 cheater and horrors today, Beach. All right, Beach. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 51 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. Voicemail, 541-207-3586. Email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Twitter. Just search for at HeinrichTailgator, and also look for us on Facebook. Um, I hopefully will get us onto iTunes this week, Beach. So those of you that have iTunes will be able to download download the podcast from that. Um... Well, Beach, I want to thank you for coming. It's been a good show. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Yes. And, uh, Beach, next week will be show number 52. We'll have more fun of all the illegal participation way. We'll go over more readers and Pac-12 news. We'll look at a recap of week eight. We'll talk about week nine. And we'll also preview the Stanford game. That's going to be a good one. All right, Beach, so we're going to end this show just like we do all of them with a great big Go Beach.
You had a good week. Yes. Did I? Did, I didn't even. I haven't watched a single game. I don't even know what the hell went on. Okay. Well, you had Stanford. Okay. Who won? Okay. UCLA. Who uh, lost? UW. Okay. Who won? Mm-hmm. USC. Mm-hmm. Who won? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did Oregon lose? No, Oregon beat UCLA. I said oh, okay. you had UCLA who lost. Okay, okay. I didn't know who they played. I couldn't remember. How'd Oregon look? Uh, pretty good. 3D mm-hmm. uh, one. Pretty cool. Well, I'm bad. I mean, there's no Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Right on. Something to do. I like that little Timberhawk roller coaster. Were you able to there. ride that too? Uh huh. Rode that, rode the Mad Mouse, the carousel, the bumper cars. And then we also did this zipline thing that goes across the damn oh, really? lake. It, um, it's connected on a post at the top of one of the water yeah. towers. And it launches you backwards all the way to the top of it, and then it brings you forward. And the going backwards is scarier than the forwards because there's no lap bar over you. You just got a belt on, so you're like feeling like you're gonna fall uh-huh. out of it as you're climbing up the up the mm-hmm. pipe. Freaky, but that's fun. The yellow one with you is cool. Um, it was funny. We were driving up there, and we both get this reverse 911 calls onto our phones. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a tornado in the area. We recommend that you park and get off the road. I heard about that. That was weird. She's like, do you think we should pull over? I'm like, hell no. I said, my truck's fine. <laughs> I said, when we start seeing cows, I'd be a little worried. But I said, I feel just like Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton. We're going to be fine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, a little lost. I didn't really have a chance to dig up any kind of Eugene story. So I just got a little one I'm going to write in. But then I have a little segue that I'm going to make on uh, about turf, artificial turf. Have you heard the, the problem on artificial what, what now? turf? What's this? I just wrote up a little thing on Eugene. Okay. It's nothing okay. major. Just just a fill-in okay. for us. But I was going to segue from that into uh, a little article that I found on astro tur- or on, on artificial turf. Have you heard that the, they're trying to ban artificial turf in Jersey and San Francisco? Really? Why? Because they say it causes cancer. If you eat it? No. Well, the, they're calling it like a goalie disease because all these goalies are coming down with like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, yeah? And what they're saying – is they're saying they're breaking their skin open on, you know, on mm-hmm. the turf, you know, whatever they're doing. And that the, the rubber pellets, the, the ground up rubber, the rubber mm-hmm. crumbs are getting embedded and somehow leaching toxins into their system, causing cancer. Hmm. So I was going to read a little article okay. on it, but I was going to talk about, you know, you know, this just in blah, 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 Eugene. And speaking of grass, mm-hmm. have you heard, have you heard of this thing going on? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I do have a... Rosie uh, Rez? Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're ready... 1983. I know. Are we ready to do this? Yes.
That was so David Lee Roth right there. <sighs> okay. Got anything? Got a battle? Never say. <laughs> Give me a bottle of anything and a jelly donut. To go. All right. <laughs> Are we picking back up? I think so. I think so. Are I we there? So. Sibilance, sibilance, one, two, three, sibilance. Are we there? Or are we lagging? I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're kind of breaking up. I'm gonna cut out your video. I I will hold my hand up when I hear you. And Dave has got the video. When Dave has got the what? Okay, I am talking now, and you're not holding your hand up. And you're not holding your hand up. Now you're holding your hand up. That's a lot of lag. No, no, it's not that much lag. Are we there? Okay. Hands up. Okay. Hands down. Okay. Hands up. All right, Beach. We're going to pile through this thing. Okay, you ready? All right. Okay. Oh, you hope you cut that oh, crap we out. Do. That's why I got plenty of time okay. to edit tomorrow because I'm not editing tonight. <laughs>